0: Welcome to Consciousness Today with Casey Jones. Stick around, we're gonna get real with it. Get us in the right state of mind. happening with everybody out there in their life today. If you're paying attention, no matter what, it looks kind of crazy. So what do we do with it? Are we going to face it, look at it, see what it is, start understanding what's really going on and start digging deep to find out what is real? what is real is it what's in your mind is it in the thoughts are thoughts real do you call them real what makes them real it's kind of a sticky web when we get into trying to think our way to enlightenment words have so they have so many meanings, interpretations, emotion can change. So the way the person's feeling when they read it can change the message. When they're feeling another way, another day, they read the same thing, they get a different message. The subjective reality and the interpretation of our life is like a matrix. A rose-tinted glasses sunglasses or bifocals or reading glasses, whatever you want, stylish glasses, but they've got some sort of, you know, tint and coloring that's shifting and changing how we perceive the world outside. And somehow, some of us out there think that by getting the most decorated internal ideas and projecting them outward, that uh, that's how we become the coolest. It's all kind of sticky, isn't it? We've got a world with real challenges ahead of us and things that are already happening. And these things that are happening, it's kind of like humanity has a broken heart. We've forgotten, you know, those loving feelings, living with them. Anger and all of these emotions are natural. But the reasons why we feel them, that's sometimes can be artificial. The reasons why we feel anger in a triggered situation would be from like a PTSD traumatic moment locked away in the system of the subconscious to protect us when other situations like that come up, or something similar that we think might be it. We might be thinking that it smells or seems like that, so we go into our defense mode subconsciously, and our perception of that moment is completely different than when we're not triggered in the same moment. So, if we're healed, and we go through the same thing. We may not have the same response. We we won't have the same response because we won't be triggering. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, how you're like swimming through the sea, or the ocean, and you're looking up, going, "Oh, I just want air." And you can see the surface; it's there, but you're just having the hardest time getting there. And when you just relax in the water, you naturally float. It's when you tense up; it's when you start sinking. In the same way, when your mind is tense, you start sinking into that psychological world that detaches you from the moment, starts putting doubt, maybe struggle, and it's like being in a vehicle that has a clutch and a stick, and you've got the gas revving, but you're not letting out the clutch, so the, the vehicle's not moving. That light at the end of the tunnel is, is a place where you completely let go of trying to control the world around you and just begin to be with yourself as you are, as you breathe naturally, not changing the breath, allowing the body's natural rhythms to express themselves. And for you to be in tune with them, because of that particular alignment of you being with yourself as it is without you trying to control it, accepting you completely, as you are, as you breathe, as you are. In the moment, the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's it, enlightenment is when you spend time with, as it is, here, now, moment to moment, allowing your body to be what it is, your breath To be what it is. Feeling the sensations of the air moving through your nostrils. Mouth closed, in and out of the nose. As your breath is the one thing that is in the moment that you can measure and feel with your sensation. Getting your mind to that point, being able to focus on just that sensation, regardless what's going on around you, regardless what your body is doing, feeling, or distracting with, pains or itches, anything, as your mind tries to run away with you, take off and go on its own little expedition into nowhere, bouncing off things and becoming other things all day long, one thought to the next. You come back to this light at the end of the tunnel. You feel the sensation of the air going in and out of your nostrils and you allow yourself to breathe shallow, fast, short, long, whatever it is at that moment, allow it to be what it is and be with yourself. When things come up emotionally inside the the body, that that's something that wants to go away, so it can ha- you can have the wisdom. That's coming from your subconscious. It's not for you to grab onto and and start making a thought stream with. Start writing a letter with, in your mind. Start projecting imagery and, maybes. Possibles. It really just needs to be seen and let go and staying focused on your air that moves in and out of your nostrils and the sensation that's creating. In and out, mouth closed, eyes closed. Focus on your third eye area with your eyes. And just breathe and feel. Things happen when you do this. You start noticing the wild animal that's untrained, untamed. It's always happening. The mind wants something to do. That's why we give it the sensation in the nostrils to breathe and feel the air moving in and out. It gives the mind something to focus on. So we can stop the habit patterns that are consistently being the soil we're growing ourselves out of. These things have been formed over time. And it's a whole lot, like a library. Really difficult to go in through and, with your mind, go and pick out all these different things. And try to take these pages out of these books and compost them takes a long time to do things that way and it's probably pretty painful and distracting from when you can start enjoying your life pretty quickly when you realize the natural process that nature and God created. When you let go and allow, things from your subconscious will come up into your space as you're being with your breath. Just allowing yourself to be. No stress, letting go of everything else. All that stuff can be thought about later when you give yourself time. Right now, we're training the mind. If you can't feel the sensation, you could take a big breath, see if you can feel it help yourself get that feeling, but then return to your natural breath, always your natural breath. What this training will do is, when you're living your life, you will start feeling sensations from situations occurring. You might get nervous and your heart starts racing and then you start realizing that you're fearing the thoughts you're having in your head and that's what's causing the anxiety, because you're here in the moment when you Start having one of these times in your life, and so you go to the breath. Right there. Go to your nostrils. Be careful doing this if you are driving. You don't want to drive and do that. What you want to do is drive. (laughs) You don't want to meditate and drive. That's uh, splitting yourself and your attention where it should be in one place at a time. Meditate when you meditate. Eat when you eat. Play when you play. Do what you're doing while you're doing it. That's living meditation. It's in the moment. What you're doing is what you're doing. But give yourself time to sit. If there's noise, things bugging you, even better. (laughs) Not particularly, but really, it will uh, train you even more to realize that You've been listening outside so much for cues on what to do in life instead of listening to your natural self. And it's deep knowing. So when we want to float and get to that surface and feel the light and the sun hit us, we've got to relax. You remember when you're swimming and you relax, you can float. But when you get tense, you sink like a rock. It's kind of strange, isn't it? but there's always got to be a polarity. Everything exists because of polarity. I know life seems kind of crazy at times and it's hard to deal with, especially when you're starting to face what's really happening. This practice, it gave me the ability to give myself permission to give a thought break Like, if I am wrapped up in something or is there something going on in the world that's stressful, now I have the ability and I will tell myself, okay, I'm going to put that down and I'm going to be present here with my family or whatever I'm doing. And I'll go back to thinking about that later. Because it's still going to be there. I don't have to have it in my space all the time and have it infesting my entire energy field taking rent up in my whole world in our world together we're all here and and what I bring into this world what I allow to go on in me is what is manifesting outward in the world in a very straightforward way if our minds are willingly going along with being enslaved then we've created slavery If our minds are willing to look through the fear, by being present, the fear is coming from the mind. It's coming from things that are echoes, worries, subconscious worries, conscious worries, comparison Competition. All these things disconnect. And pull out some of the power. From our our connectivity. With the creator. The competition is like turning off light switches. When it's dark. And you cannot see. It's taking some of you off the grid. Of what the light is, what God is, what the objective truth is. One objective truth is every human being has the right to have their own idea of what God is. As long as they live by natural law. There is a creator. Atheists will say no until they're laying on their deathbed or got in an accident and are about to die and don't want to. They'll call out to God. They'll feel Him then. But if we're going to unify, you know, we have to have an understanding of what the unity is. And the unity is objective truth. That doesn't mean it comes from only Native American, only Christianity, only religion. And the fact that all of these divisions of competition of what is and what isn't it's based on beliefs and perception where the unity is is finding out where all of these bridge together where that unity is and this is not the new world order uh, one world religion crap I'm talking about they're trying to hijack what I'm talking to you about unity is in the objective truth the objective truth is God What is is God not your interpretation of it your interpretation of God is not God but by all means everybody has their own freedom to connect with God as they wish as long as it really is that connection and not something harmful to any other person not taking from other people not killing natural law is God's law written not written It still exists. It was written because it existed before it was written. It didn't exist because it was written. People may get into arguments about, you know, God said this and because it's written in the book, that's when it became. No. All this existed and you don't have to read to know it. Every human being has been making effort to translate God into our terms, spending so much time trying to reconnect with God when we just left Him. Well, we never really left Him. We are Him, and all things are Him, God, Creator, the Spark. What programmed the entire existence to be what it is, needs to be a mystery. It needs to be a mystery for the magic to really flourish. That's where faith comes from, it allows some mystery and it flourishes. Having to know everything intellectually will lead you into a cage in your mind where the reptilian part of your brain, the R-complex that's on your brain stem will take executive power and you will begin to you know, be atheist or you already are at that point but it'll be very strong eugenics, eugenicists we all know who they are our intuition and our heart, that's the root. As we are here, I am. Having faith and trust that all the things that are, go- that are there are going to be there if I go back to them, that I don't need to cling to them like a hoarder. I mean, if they build my ego and who I am, I will always hold those things close and always have them ready to come out like guns a-blazing. But it's only a certain set of intellectual. And when we breathe and be with our bodies and be with our natural self, our bodies begin to balance themselves because that's the natural state. As if we were to you know, in t- food, t- terms of food, would stop eating fast food and other pesticided foods and went too organic because that's the way it was created. Man created pesticides. God didn't create that. He created insects and things that would help each other naturally. And there's all kinds of natural things for, for gardening that have been discovered and used. The point is is that the peace is in that naturalness, in the way it was intended. Letting go and relaxing and being in the moment allows your body to have rest, your mind to have rest. And you start realizing that you've been running a marathon your entire life internally. And when you realize that just being present in the moment, learning the practice to focus in the moment and be here, present, fully, is when you lose the fear, the self-judgment, you lose all these things because you're not having echoed thoughts that are telling you things, So you don't lose focus, you're here. And all that you're capable of, everything that you are will be present and be able to express itself without resistance. What is liberation? Is it being able to live this life and be free internally of fear and allow yourself to be as you are And discover and change and grow and that's how nature is i mean nature is magic it just keeps growing until it dies show me something in nature that doesn't keep growing until it dies it may go dormant but when the sun comes back out and the rains come back again in april that that stuff comes right back to life our job is to continue to live with the rhythm of nature, the natural rhythm and when we learn this practice what happens is that we are now with our natural self in the natural state it is whether it's stressed or content or whatever it is there's no room to have judgment in the moment It's just allowed. It's allowed to be what it is. How else do you fix something or correct something or love something or whatever? How do you do that without being in the moment? You can't. Life as it is, is about dealing with what is. If we try to mask it, hide it, turn it into something that we wish it to be, there will be chaos because we are blinding ourselves. we're lying to ourselves. we're trying to make it into something else and that becomes an internal projection and then now we can't see very well because we have real distortion going on between us and what's real. It may seem scary and be like, oh, we have to avoid this, but aversion is one of the enemies of the mind. Avoiding what is will never get you (laughs) past what is and to what you want it to be. The great things you have to remember is that when you recognize something, you're winning. You're doing good. Not when you say, oh, my mind is wandering, I can't keep control of it, I noticed it. Guess what, you noticed it. You noticing it is a victory for your heart and soul, for peace, for presence, for fulfillment. Your heart is always broadcasting what you desire. You don't have to be thinking about it. When you're natural, in the natural state with yourself, and you're not trying to force with your mind thinking, peace manifests very quickly. But as in any purification process or detox process, because this is a form of detoxing the mind and purifying the mind, that's what this is about. Because your body is a slave to the mind. If you purify the mind, the body starts expressing itself purely too. Things change in the body because the body is a slave to the mind. The mind is the soul, the, the connection, who you are, what is in, that you are, what I am. If I'm able to be in a more static, peaceful state, and ready to respond and do and be present with whatever is here at the moment, that I'm making progress. When you're doing this practice Vipassana, this is Anapana, what I've been speaking about. When you do this practice, the stuff that's going to come up and come through your mind, the habit patterns and all of the things that are in the way of you feeling free on a daily basis, things that come up and trigger you and you know are are there and when you get triggered those things are going to come up at some point and you're going to feel uncomfortable but what you need to remember is that all sensations are equal all sensations are equal there's no reason we can't tell ourselves and understand that all sensations are equal this is pain I went through this myself so I know and I had a major enlightenment because I didn't avoid the pain. I was sitting on my jeans in a meditation retreat where the little fold is near the tailbone and I was, you know, first time being there day four I had jeans on, thinking to myself, What am I doing? <laughs> I have jeans and I'm meditating. I didn't think about that at all. And uh, you know, it's tight a little bit and, and just and I was sitting on that tailbone on that little fold over tab where they sew it together in the center and oh my god the pain was terrible but i kept repeating the practice to me to myself like okay this is pain but it's just a sensation it's just a sensation and i was talking myself through it it's a sensation it's going back to the breath and kind of let go of the talking real realizing that i was talking so i went back to the breath and got away from the talking and then some talking comes back in and then, you know, and then I go back to the breath and, and it's, that's the training. It's about getting yourself to stay with your, with yourself in the very, the very specific moment. Not milliseconds behind it where all the thoughts are there that we can think, that we can hear ourselves and talk back to ourselves. That's after the moment the moment is quiet it is a pl- <laughs> the moment when you reach it is the most peaceful thing you've ever experienced in your life and in the moment all things that are exist and since you are tapped into all things and all of the things in your head are out of the way, you can receive what things are in its entirety if you spend enough time in the quiet, in the moment. I had these experiences myself. That's why I know it so well. I really had it. I can't believe it. Blows my mind. I like looking back like this is who me, this is who I am right now. Hello. I can't stop talking deep. <laughs> Don't hang out too long because I'll take you down to the deep. That's just what happens. But it's also so simple, like the simple deep. What's real is it seems so deep because we've been so inverted. We've been so subjugated, which is the subjective. We've been told the subjective mind is where reality is. And that's how you are under mind control, is that you think that the subjective reality, what you believe, makes reality what it is, which is solipsism. Like You live in your own reality and everybody's an extension of you. That kind of point of view is like a shattered windshield and we're all in the car. And none of us can see in front of us. We can only see right in front of us, not where we're going and what's happening. And (laughs) All we're seeing is shattered glass and little bits and pieces everywhere and, and looking inward because we can't see out. That's a scary way to drive. That's a real scary way to drive. And you have to start telling yourself stories and imagination of what is out there because you can't see out. And that's dangerous. Because we can get ourselves far out of what is real and have emotions based upon these things we're telling ourselves and believing. The answer is to do this anapana. Train yourself. You don't have to do it forever. I don't do it all the time, constantly, but I'll do it often. Like when I go to sleep, I want to shut my mind down, I'll do it. If I start feeling nervous when I'm about to speak, which I do, I'm human too, my body goes through all kinds of things, like hey, what you're going to say right now is pretty heavy. so. You better get it right. <laughs> and you're about to tell quite a few people. And it's going to be recorded. And everyone can hear it forever. So, you know, there's some things that come through me at times where I have to sit there and breathe and do on upon us. So that I can get myself to the moment and out of the, the behind-the-moment thought process that's making me nervous based on fear. That I am creating with my thoughts and my habit patterns of thought. If we have a constant habit of fear, we have a constant fear in our in our world. That is a symptom of having a, a subconscious habit pattern that creates the fearful thoughts, and then you curl up in a ball even more, and then the the picture gets even bigger, and then you don't know what to do, and oh no, And then you have a meltdown, and then you realize that it was all in your head and life's still okay. I think it's um, better for me, from my opinion, from what I've done, and for what I now know, that I'd rather do Ana than go through all that. That way I can learn to regulate my reaction to sensations. Because when things happen in our life, sensations arise in our body, and we think oh we're gonna how are we gonna handle this and and then we start digging into our subconscious subconsciously and and throwing out a protection mechanism. Or it's like a really good feeling and we're like, oh, and we get overexcited and we just totally crash and burn in a situation when we're dating or something because we got way too excited and our sensation overtook our thoughts and we fumbled all over ourselves, and we did something or said something or just got kind of weird and because we felt something so good with the person and then we just ruined it. <laughs> it happens. I've done it. It helps us stay focused and in, in the moment, so that we can be present and be ourselves and be a gift to others too. It's not just about me and you; it's about being a gift to others, It's about being a gift to, to the to nature. It's about being present because that's where the real things happen, not the imagination, the clutch being in and the throttle, the gas pedal being pushed, rum rum. But, no, it's not going anywhere. you know we gotta let that clutch out get in the moment, get our brain to stop revving and slow it down enough to where we can let the clutch out because you know you can't let the clutch out with the gas pedal super super you know slammed down. We've got a throttle, you've gotta pedal you know pedal each pedal, so you're gonna use a little bit of your 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 awareness to steer yourself back to the breath, and you're gonna get on that breath and you're gonna stay with it and get in the moment. And that's when your clutch is out and you're floored that thing all the way down and you're there. You're in the moment, that's where everything is. All things are in the moment. When your mind is out of the moment, it's in the matrix of belief systems and programs. Especially with the digital age, all the TVs and advertising and movies, something new. It's something completely new to a culture. I mean, that's a novelty, right? So, you know, here I am. I'm talking about it. This is a novelty. These are things that are happening to the human condition. Well, if you want to call us human, I have a friend that doesn't like to say human. He said, look it up. It's a terrible meaning. I haven't looked it up. Maybe you have. Maybe you can leave some comment about what it is. And come on a Twitter space and talk about it. It's a lot of things to talk about, isn't there? Anyway, this was about being, being in the moment and unshattering the glass. Unshattering our hearts, picking it up. That's why I played that song earlier. Unshattering our hearts. shattered heart is... Uh, you can't see through it. And that's where we need to be seeing through, right? That's when we feel good. That's when we can smile in the right way. Not smile because we feel devious. That's not a real smile. It's Anapana. A lot of things can happen when you're breathing and you're being with yourself. There's going to be things you've been suppressing and distracting yourself from that are going to come up. When things come up, we go right back to the breath. We use that ability to be aware, catch ourselves and go back to the breath and not let that habit pattern, thought process continue to take us where it always does. Continue to tell us that we should stop and this is enough. We don't need to meditate anymore, too hard, too this much, you know, this, that, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Come to the moment with your breath. Be with yourself naturally. Things will come up. Let them come up in the background. I felt heavy emotion when I meditated really deeply. I cried my eyes out. There was stuff that unlocked out of me. I stuffed my face in a pillow and I cried like I was... I don't know. It was crazy. Like, I cried so hard. I don't, I've never cried that hard in my life. I don't know what it was. But as that emotion cleared out of me, I became, I felt way better. I felt lighter, happy. I could smile. So, as things come up, it's not about grabbing onto them and, 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 you know making them like a stickier web or trying to arm wrestle yourself and fight with one arm and the other arm which means you're talking to yourself a bunch with the left and the right, you know going back and forth back and forth back and forth like that's not going to work you can't arm wrestle yourself and win that's a lie you would have to lie to do that so how do you win you put the you let go of each other, the hands and you set them down on your lap and you breathe with yourself you just see you just be with yourself allow all that's other stuff to fall away. You have permission. You have the, the power to give yourself permission to let go for a minute. It ain't going anywhere. It'll be there. Everything will be there when you're ready to pick it up again. Things will come up. And when they do, let them be. Don't engage them. When the storm arises... Breathe through your nostrils. In and out of your nostrils. Eyes closed. You don't have to have your eyes closed. If you're in public, you can do it with your eyes open to help yourself, you know, stay present versus getting caught up in the emotion that's being created by the thought process you're having at the moment. So you're not reacting to the to the. Sensation will give you the ability to make a better choice instead of the same choice you've always made in those situations. Being present gives you the access to all of your experiences that you've had in your life because there's wisdom all in those experiences. And when we stop reacting to the things that are wrapped around, blocking the the wisdom from being shown or being accessed, you know this is where we come to the moment when we come to the moment, all of those thoughts that we normally have that are like bouncing all over the place and creating a web and and you know it's like file system storage on a computer in your house in a bookshelf. There's so much going on up in there that when we when we we stop trying to constantly tie things together with our minds so that we can have a broad picture, then we actually get the picture. In the moment, all things are existing only in the moment. Come out of that place where we think that our minds, when we think, is still the moment. But really, the moment is of no thought, no end. We will have to think to do things, to walk, run, where we want to go, make decisions. But, When we need that peaceful connection to God, to the Creator, which is all things in the moment, the objective truth, what is? This is our practice, the natural, who you are, in the moment. That's how you find who you are. You are not an idea of yourself. You just keep being in the moment. You keep being in the moment. You keep being in the moment, you stop being in the moment, and all of a sudden you're tangled up in a little bit of ego, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of anxiety. We're not losing ourselves by not thinking so much. We're gaining more wisdom, we're gaining more power in our own life because all things that are available are available. It's not all a physical world with individual brains only. We are connected to all things. We are all things in an individual experience. So having that polarity and understanding that when we let go and we relax long enough to have that state of no wind for at least some little periods of time, that will shift our lives and everyone else we touch as well. It's a natural process. You can have trouble doing Anapana emotionally. You're not supposed to teach it outside of the teacher's teaching of Vipassana, but they've made a mistake and they make people have the vaccine. So I'm stepping up and I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the, um, teaching pure. I'm just not teaching it as a teaching at this point. I want to share with you a way to calm your nerves, come to the moment, embody who you are naturally without thinking about who you are. But when you're done meditating and opening your eyes or when you're done using the technique, you should feel different. If you're able to understand that your mind is wandering all over the place and you see that and you you bring it back to the back to the nostrils, feeling that sensation. You keep doing that and you will have all the brain power you ever thought you could ever have. I mean, it'll all be there because you will have access to the moment and the moment all possibilities are there. It just depends on how much you can tune in and allow it to come through. It's not like you're going to think of every single answer in the world to every math problem. But the solutions that you need in your life then will be much more available the more in tune you are with the now versus being in echoes and stuck inside of a place where you miss everything that's available, that's possible for you right now. And everyone else will help each other, will be more mended and present. And that will bring healing because we don't have to think about all the little things that hurt us. They will be mended as we allow them to rise and pass away. We feel it. We don't hide from it. We know it's there, but we keep doing what we're doing while we're doing it. And we keep focusing on that instead. And it will fall away. But if you water it, if you turn around and and cultivate it and water it and start giving it attention, it'll get stronger. And it'll grow misery within you. And it's a multiplication of misery, because each fruit or each tree has fruit, and the fruit has many seeds, and when you keep focusing and watering on that, and paying attention to that, and going deeper into that misery, you're making multiplication of misery, because now your misery is dropping fruit with tons of seeds all over the place, and you keep watering it by giving it attention. And then you start giving it to other people around you because that's what you're offering the world at that moment. Being depressed is being stuck in our echoes. I mean, there could be chemical issues too. You know, this may not be for every single case. But for the most part, for most people, being in the past in our mind and echoes and, and self judgment and all of that is what brings on depression. So when you learn to come to the moment and you can't do that to yourself anymore, you can't have that kind of self-talk and habit pattern. You've given yourself time, and it's like wiping a dry erase board clean. And all the things you keep reading every time you look at it are no longer there. When you've, the longer you stay in this moment of, you know, that we're in, the moment to moment to moment, and we're doing, say, the practice without thinking, The longer we're staying in that place where we're in the moment, the more that all of those habit patterns, all those words written on that whiteboard or chalkboard are being erased. As we keep staying there, the longer we're there, the more it gets erased, the more it gets erased until we have a blank chart and now we can just be free and start drawing whatever we'd like. We don't have self-talk telling us we're not good enough anymore. We don't have fears that are stopping us from doing what we wish to do or what we feel driven by God to do, like a natural self that wants to do something. And just fe- You feel it. It's in your soul. It's in your gut. Sometimes I look at my life and I think to myself, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, I have to do this because this is just what I do. It's who I've become. I've got to share. I've got to be real. I care about my people, I care about all of us, I don't want to see all this crap happen to our lives and our children. So I have to step up, get over my fear and be present. And how did I do that? I started making sure that I kept coming to the moment, getting over that. When I noticed the fear coming, I, I would work with Anupana and bring myself to the moment, and then start focusing and being in the moment. That allowed me to be right here, right now, talking to you. That process got me over all of the fear that I had to be able to speak up, be real. Not just a spiritual guy who says, Hey, we just all need to think happy thoughts constantly. No, we have an array of everything. Polarity makes life possible, makes dimension. It makes the experience more broad. More wisdom comes from it. Positive and negative on a battery makes it possible for energy to flow. Need that polarity. Everything is energy. It's all in polarity. So do a little anapana, try it. See what happens. See if you can focus on the air in your nostrils. In and out, mouth closed sitting up straight if you can if you can lay down if you have to if you have back problems or other problems you can be in whatever position is comfortable what i do in the practice is sit with my hands, one hand up the other hand on top of the other one facing up just right on my lap just resting comfortably closing my eyes putting my focus on my third eye with both my eyes And feeling the sensation in and out of my nose. Natural breath as it is. The way your body wants to breathe. That will connect you with the moment. That will bring you to the moment. As your mind starts to wander. And you recognize it. Come back to the breath. We always think it's important. Like we're going to miss something. If we miss that thought. We might miss something spectacular. It's a funny thing, isn't it? But all that's in our space will be there. If it's worth anything, it'll always be there. We don't have to always hold it. It's just a lot of weight to always hold. Actually, letting it down for a little while lets our muscles rebuild, kind of like if you worked out. You don't always want to lift weights every day, all day. You need time to rebuild. And then you come back stronger. More wise. More in tune. More focused. Able to do more. Stay focused on the breath. In and out of the nostrils. You feel it running across. You might feel it on your upper lip. Natural breath, don't change it, don't control it, let it be. And when we're done meditating Vipassana, this is what is taught in the practice to say. May I be happy, peaceful, and free, liberated, liberated. May all beings physical and non-physical in this existence be happy, peaceful, and free, liberated, liberated. May you all be happy, peaceful, and find focus to be in the moment and be all you can be as you are, beautiful, God's creation, powerful creators. Thank you for visiting Consciousness Today. Come back, share the site, your favorite articles, your favorite podcast. Help expand this to our community. Let's heal the inside, and as a result, we change the world outside. Take care.